Broken Worlds. Exalted. The Skeleton Keys. Or is it just Skeleton Keys? You asked this last time, too. It happens every time. It's just, it's just Skeleton Keys. Every time. Episode four. Right? Yeah. How am I Not including that? the intro. Yes. Episode four. <laughs> I am Devin the Referee, and to my left we have X playing Y. Nicole playing Tappet Burrell, the air aspect Dragonblood, who is the hunter. Playbook. Playbook, yeah. Oh, we're introducing the whole thing every time? Or? Yeah, just it's easier to keep track. Okay. Kevin playing Poison Orchid, grows from salted earth, the midnight cast? It is midnight, right? I think it's midnight. Yeah. The zenith of. Yeah. Slash the boss. Alright, gang, let's do a brief recap of what happened last episode. Uh, we finally went out to uh, find the bandits that had been plaguing the countryside. The Hungry Ronin. Yep. We intimidated them into subjugation and, uh, you know, escorted them away. That's right. With the help of a Neoma uh, and their living armor, you were able to guide the Hungry Ronin mercenaries, uh, bandits, mercenaries turned bandits, from their redoubt out in the mountains to somewhere else. Away. Away. Possibly back to wherever it is they came from. So, I think where we last left off, you were on the outskirts of Ten Gods Mountain at this small fort structure mm -hmm. uh, in the ever-present Stygian Rain. You and your minions... Yeah. I guess we've gone down to the basement of the monastery slash fort to uh Yes, there was a like a corridor system that led to where the hungry Ronin were storing their ill-gotten gains. Um you learned that a great majority of their goods were being diverted to a hole in the ground. <laughs> uh that seems to be connected to the labyrinth. A very unpleasant place indeed. There is a eerie, ever-present howl coming from the hole, like a pressure differential, uh, as wind sharply and uh, sourly runs over the teeth of the broken stone at the opening. That kind of feeling you get when you suck on air that's cold and it makes your teeth hurt. That kind of sound. Okay. Well, since I'm from this kind of place, is there anything I can recognize about this from the uh, from the offset? Well, being a dark messiah of the Neverborn and the Death Lords, uh, this place has a sympathetic connection to you. You can feel the hum and throb and incoherent shiftings of uh, the reality beneath you. It's almost like a set of heavy curtains being blown by an ill wind, shifting for no reason at all. Hmm. And does it feel like there's something down there, or is that just the superstitions of, you know, savages? You, you being a midnight cast, you being a sort of prophet of the Neverborn, you can feel it. There's something down there. Something dark and servile, and not in a good way. Hmm. Oh, 
likely whatever it is, it will remain down there rather than crawling out less, until its power grows. Unless it gets hungry. Unless it gets hungry. Which, given... Oh. Sorry, continue talking. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Given we've cut off its supply of regular sacrifice, that may be happening sooner rather than later. Yes. Doesn't seem like the kind of thing we should just um, ignore. The material you can see kind of just... You know, this place is ever presently dark. It's just the nature of Ten Gods Mountain in the Underworld. So you have lanterns and fire and various pyre flame that you use to illuminate things and bring light to the area. Or the, the, the weird anti-light that you produce from your anima bonfire. Hmm. But whatever source of revelation you have, it creeps into that hole and doesn't really push the darkness away. It looks like the, the normal... Object in the way of a light source darkness can be kind of pushed and dispelled. There's a deeper, darker, inkier type of shadow that's just kind of brewing on the top like a mist. And from the parts of the structure in there you can see it has that organic Giger-esque design to it where it looks like it's part alive and part almost mechanical, but not in the you know modern kind of steam engine way like pulleys and wheels and aquifers, you know, very classical world kind of mechanisms. Just kind of jutting out and has a squishy, almost resiny organic feel to it. Shall we investigate further? I don't want to go down there. Hmm. That place is horrible. I am wondering, though, can I see that too or can you just... Yeah, you can both see it. You can see kind of like, like imagine like two layer, like um, like deep water and shallow water. You can see the clear water on the top, but it's too deep and cloudy underneath. The darkness really has a lot of qualities to water, once you get really around to it in the underworld. I am wondering, however, if it always looked like that, or if it's just because they've been feeding it monopedes. Sometimes things take on the yard what you eat rule. Or simply by sacrificing, they've made the entire thing more powerful over time, thus fueling their own problem. Yes. You do not wish to uh, investigate further with me, then? I'm sure you and your... You kind of eye one of the clearly Cenobite-looking ones. You know, it has, it's like a thin, long, uh, you know, almost priest smock with like a tight collar, but the head is triangular and has like actual chrome coming out of where the eyes would be and teeth are all straight and sharp. You know, one of the Cenobite looking motherfuckers. I'm sure you and your friends can handle this. That was a you weird have... way to phrase it because it sounds like I'm saying I'm not his friend, but that's not what I meant out of character, just letting everyone know. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be like, no, fuck you. <laughs> the orchid has friends on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> the labyrinth is ever-present around us. This you should know at least, but I understand your hesitance to crawl into the thick of it. Very well, if you would stay here with my... Less able compatriots. The normal looking ones that... The ghosts? Yeah, the ghosts that wouldn't be devoured immediately. Or would be. Now, should I roll sense motive to see if that was supposed to be a fuck you? Because <laughs> it sounded like a fuck you. I mean, I think you could figure... You could decide whether or not you figured that out. 
was it supposed to be though? No. I can't actually tell. Just naturally condescending because he's a noble. Yeah. He's flipping the bird underneath his cloak. It's like my other less able compatriots. It's like, bitch, what'd you say? So you and your war specters are going to venture into the deep end? Yep. All right. Climb down there. You climb down into the mouth of this uh, labyrinth maw. And it's uh, maybe a ten, ten and some change drop. Meters. Hmm. Um, but it's a soft-ish landing. The ground has that feel of petrified wood, so it's hard, but it has a give to it. It sinks in and then bounces back up. Almost like moss. Like, it has that woody resin grain to it. Hmm. And yeah, once you get adjusted to the darkness down here, uh, you can't see a lot in front of you, and you certainly can't see up anymore. There, there's a sort of purple-gray uh, aurora borealis effect that plays above your head, where you can see the light from above is trying to peter in, but can't. Mm-hmm. But around you, this place looks like a tomb. Um, the walls have carvings in them where entire chunks were chiseled out with, um, like, wood files and pickaxes and, uh, like, large rectangles and um, squ- uh, s- uh, circles were ripped out and replaced with plaques and stone masonry. Mm. Um, yeah, there's, there's um, fresco, uh, f- uh, I think it's called frescoes and um, hieroglyphic kind of plates everywhere. Mm. Does it look like part of the labyrinth, or does it look as though it was originally part of the underworld and just the labyrinth swelled up and took this It looks like this grew out of the area, so this is probably part of the labyrinth. Some malformed, nascent idea, or just spiraling, uh, vengeful thought of the Neverborn piercing through up into the underworld. Hmm. An idea, a concept, just some malicious thought. Okay. Does anything really stand out here, or is that of the ordinary? Uh, you can see that a lot of the uh, grave goods and treasure that the Ronin were hucking in here has been collected uh, into like shelving that's been carved in and put on um, um, like flat kind of mausoleum tables uh, on display. There are. Uh, branches made of nothing but thorns that kind of intertwine just growing along this area almost like a uh, uh, someone placing like um, wreaths Hmm. Uh, they're partially coming out of the stone and metal and near uh, on a slant down almost like where uh, where like the off run of a uh, sort of looking for like a sieve or a sewer system kind of like a cul-de-sac pool uh, that's how kind of how it's shaped, and you can see more darker, kind of dark. Almost has phys- it almost has physical form, like a molasses that kind of ebbs and flows. There is a sarcophagus propped up against the wall. It has an extended uh, pentagonal shape, where it's like flat at the top, sides, sides, and then long sides and the bottom. Uh, and it has been left ajar. Okay. I'm going to check that out, see if I can figure out if anyone's home. Um, when you approach it, you can see the carvings on it uh, depict classic post-shogunate, maybe to your educated mind, 
um, early realm uh, designs and signifiers of the elemental dragon of Earth Asylum. Uh, just his iconography and the sort of references to the element of Earth on, from the Quicklands uh, kind of marks this place. And they've all been drawn in a way that... Normally when you make a thing like this, you either carve it from stone or the material it's made of, or you take a plain thing and make a, a, a mock-up of it in a weaker material and cast it and then fill the casting. Mm -hmm. And like the cast for it is inverted to what it makes. So when you pour stuff in, it makes the, the, the positive. The way these things have been carved in and made and shaped, it almost looks like a negative in more than one way. Not only is it like, instead of it being pushed out carvings, they're pushed in, like opposite what you'd expect. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of the symbolism has been inverted or uh, simply put in an order the way you'd order hieroglyphs that would be the opposite of how you'd want to do it. Like a mirror. Okay. Low-key heretical, but not in, not in a very, not in the judo-Christian, it's the anti-Christ sort of way. <laughs> mm, suddenly wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. If you didn't know anything about anything, you'd think, oh, yeah, it's this. Mm. But it's, uh, it's like taking a second look at a texture in a video game and being like, wait a minute, that's not right. Looking around the rest of the place, does that all seem to match that, where everything's backwards or yeah it has that same aesthetic of being done wrong like the feng shui of the area is ordered incorrectly the way the tables are set up the way the fresnos have been angled um it's just set up to accept visitors in the wrong way mm. the, the i don't know i don't know if you call feng shui the same as geomancy but the order of this place is incorrect it creates a it would create a lot of build up and blockage and bad sort of karma in the area. Okay. Not immediately fixable either, since it's a carvings and whatnot. I mean, not fixable in the way that you probably want to fix it, I'm guessing, because mm. this is just part of the labyrinth. It's nothing you really want to salvage. How does one normally, like, seal off part of the labyrinth from the uh, world up above? Presumably kill everything you see mm. and uh, salt the place. That's how people from who like um, that's who people who aren't exalted deal with it anyway. Ghosts and specters and or ghosts and shades and the friends of the dead. All right. Well, how would an exalted deal with it then? <sighs> Rearranging the geomancy the area, sorcery. Um, Not my forte. What? We were just discussing that oh, I could have yeah. taken geomancy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, demanding whatever controls this place or uh, whatever has dominion over it to make it stop. Hmm. Okay. Filling it with stone, just like collapsing it on itself, you know, hurting it enough that it doesn't grow back. You're a midnight, you're a midnight? I think we said we were a midnight cast. Yeah. You're a midnight cast, so you have intrinsic dominion over the spirituality of, uh, of the underworld. You're a prophet of oblivion. Okay. And if there's one thing Oblivion probably, uh, you know, isn't sh uh, squeamish about, it's masochism. So giving their prophets the ability to, you know, scour themselves, like Oblivion. Oblivion's prophets giving their... Oblivion giving their prophets the ability to scour them uh, is probably right in the wheelhouse there. <laughs> hmm. 
I guess I'm going to take the lid of the sarcophagi and just kind of peel it out of the way. The interior is doesn't have an occupant. Um, there are definitely scratch marks on the inside of the lid. Uh, long, deep kind of wounds. Um, and it looks like desiccated, uh, like, hard vegetable foliage. Like things, you, leaves you'd see off of, like, stone fruit and vegetables hmm has like an autumn crunch to it when you pull it all away okay okay i guess if i'm not seeing anything in here i'll just give the command to have my men start to take things out of here the uh equipment the stolen goods all right. Uh, your guys basically build a person chain and start pulling stuff out. Mm -hmm. um, this goes on for you know a few moments until you you feel a presence in the area. Somebody's been drawn back here. That was there's slight cracks and crevices all over this place that probably lead deeper into the labyrinth. And whatever was here, uh, well, like lives here, had probably been moving through those. And mm -hmm. you could feel it returning, as if this was its fetter of sorts. The 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 almost geode-like womb it was born from. Okay. Kind of raise a hand in the direction of my men to stop for the moment. Here it comes. Alright. Let me just... Yeah. Uh, there's a crack kind of the middle between yourself and the kind of the lip you've been using to ferry goods out and a mist starts to pour out the mist isn't made of like water or moisture it's more like ground up gypsum and um, coal dust uh, just sort of spilling out of the crack and the perspective of it it was that it was very like narrow and thin and probably people couldn't fit in but as it spills up kind of almost the perspective the camera perspective you have in this area almost shifts sideways and it seems to be as large as a corridor okay and uh there is the sound of um sort of gnarled and abrasive stone material dragging against this resin floor scuffing it and carving it um, the sound of nails pulling against chalk and stone, and the sound of breathing, but the breathing has a sort of gravelly quality to it. Hmm. I'm afraid these offerings were not the, uh, supplicants' things to give, and thus I must take them back voice echoes from the corridor as like two two hands wrapped in uh, funerary bandages but they've been peeled back almost from abrasion and shredding to reveal like dead man's hands that have um, the, the tips have been kind of uh, carved and shredded into talons and look partially fossilized like there's stone deposits coming out of them to make them larger and thicker than they would be kind of comes to each end of the corridor and starts to pull its body forward the dead don't care where their supplication derives from. What is given to the grave stays in the grave. And I must say otherwise. It is your prerogative, Prince of Death. That it is. 
the form pulls itself out of the corridor. It is a hunched over old man figure, emaciated and gaunt. Um, that you can just tell from how it moves under here. It's wrapped in those bandages that you can smell them from here. They've been soaked in heavy acidic salt water and like dried out. So like um, if you've ever like had a bath with like Epsom salts or whatever, when your skin dries, it leaves like this white deposit all over your body if you don't rinse it properly. Or if you go to like a really like uh, salty like water area to swim or whatever. Or been outside in the winter when they salt the driveways. Oh stuff. yeah, that too. Uh, these bandages, they were soaked in that kind of water and left to like waterlogged and then dry out really aggressively so it, it's these mineral deposits going all over its body and there is a large funeral shroud that probably was white once but now it's this um stained chalky and black color and uh, the face is mummified clearly and has those same wrappings on it there's only one eye showing and the eye is an actual diamond huh. uh, it beats with an internal fire almost like a anti-light. This is a specter. Yeah, other things shift under the robe, but you can see it has a man configuration. Hmm. I am Poison Orchid, and I speak for I have seven to spare. May I ask who I am speaking with? <sighs> I am Melion. And I speak for the for the lords of the dead. Is that a common term or it can mean a lot of things. It can mean you, it could mean the death lords, it could mean the neverborn. Hmm. It's flowery. Then it sounds we have sounds as though we have similar goals in mind. We represent similar themes, yes? You represent a retreat from reality. You are the water fleeing its basin because of a crack. You are the snow fleeing its peaks because of a sound. You are the leaves fleeing the tree because the trunk has become rotted. And what are you? I represent all that will be, all that has, and all that is inevitable. I speak for being so large, the mountains and skies and gods had to shout to remind them that they were real. I speak for the anti-titans. Yeah. What is your purpose here? Surely something of your ability has more than has more to do than to simply feed upon the meager offerings of desperate bandits. Purpose I have none. Will itself is compromised to the inferiority of those who rail against inevitability. I am the oncoming storm. I am the natural darkness. I don't need the light to define me. 
I had not existed for a very long time before your souls, men, drew me up from my blessed and divine oblivion. In existence, I will burn through all worlds and remove all definitions and lines that divide each other from the dark. Entropy happens in time. Time dies in entropy. Time is a cowardly dragon that flees a war it cannot win. Can I see this from up top? You can hear the conversation and it echoes. It has a it has an extra ominous echo to it because the sound in the way people's visions are muffled and made worse by darkness, the sound of his voice is amplified and made more spooky by the shadow. Like, humans are actually afraid of things in the dark and stuff. This darkness is so ever-present and his voice so corrosive, the shadow actually acts as an amplifier for those spooky effects, but auditory-wise. Only the worst parts get through, like cat eyes in the dark. So basically his plan is just be here and... Based on what you know of Nephrax, which this definitely is, hmm. uh, he probably just came into being recently and has been feeding off of the quote-unquote worship slash supplication because they feed off supplication that the bandits were giving it and once it starts to ramp itself up, it's just going to take and take and take and take and it will never stop. Hmm. My malignant idea from the fetal lords at the bottom of the world given root in the minds of a bunch of bandits. Those who you fed upon are now have left, which means you will have nothing. I would suggest moving elsewhere. I will move across this entire world. I will move everywhere. As your kind does. But there is nothing for you here. I can feel otherwise. Your pale shielding of the people above shall not go unrecognized when the judgment comes. You are an outdated concept, and if you think that you can judge me, then you are sadly mistaken. Judgment implies that what is being judged is worth notice. <laughs> I am Melion. I am the death of the earth. You are nothing but a long-forgotten idea that will remain forgotten. So it's there. You you get to act and decide how this is going. Nephrex are a bit above my ability to subjugate, I imagine. Given that. This one is. <laughs> like you have dead with you, ready to fight, ready to 
Ready to scuffle this up. So it's up to you how you wanna how you wanna handle him. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out how I can handle him. I'm gonna look at the uh, roles and whatnot I can do. Sure, let's just And we're back. And now this is where the fun begins. <laughs> Orchid! You have a Nephrak here, ready to throw down. What do you do? Okay, Orchid um, takes his uh, jug, kind of like holds it up, and releases the light that he's been gathering over time from the, you know, world above into this area of, or into this world of, you know, darkness. And just lets it shine through this entire area. You're gonna blast Emelion with uh, the light of the underworld? Yeah. Alright, I think we discussed this to get an advantage over him. You're doing an acuity move as you use occult supernatural abilities to exercise him. So, acuity, go! Okay, that's... Was that double ones? Yep, that's oh. double ones. Oh! 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 I don't think double ones actually means anything. I'm no. gonna quickly check. Okay, no. Double ones doesn't mean anything, but doubles on D6s mean fun things for other stuff. It's not important. Mm -hmm. uh, Alright, and was that just a normal roll? That wasn't a power roll, right? That was just a normal roll. Perfect! Okay, so I will respond with uh, Melion doing something. You know what? Honestly, he's just going to come at you. Uh, you start, like, exercising Melion and, you know, establish yourself as an absolute threat with your anima bonfire blazing. Uh, and he makes a hissing sound, and from under his cloak and under his bandages, uh, tendrils made of, like, calcified flesh and, uh, mineral deposits of stone, uh, lash out at you all as he runs up, those tendrils swiping at your gang members, throwing them away, and, um, uh, just, like, starts throttling you with his claws, digging his nails into your skin. Which is a... Coming through violence sounds. No, 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 no. That's, I don't roll. Okay. I don't roll in this game. Okay. Uh, yeah. He hits you for four armor piercing. Alright. I can actually use. Uh, oh, armor piercing, so it doesn't even. Uh... Yes! Alright, that's all my stamina then. Yes! Alright. He uh, carves into you and, like, his nails grab into your throat and he just slams you up onto the ceiling and then down. Alright. Orchid uses his gigantic claws to uh, kind of latch him into place. And uh, let's out a howl as, you know, the gang members that ha are still, that have recovered, uh, run <laughs> to attack him from behind. Swarm? Yep. Alright, you're gonna straight up try to harm him? Yep. Reach him through violence. And uh, I get a plus one because I'm in beast mode, and I get another plus one because um, You're a group? you are a group and you are in beast mode. Another two. Really? Yeah. Nicole, what uh, dice did you select? Here, try these guys. Here, just yeah. give them a try. <laughs> we might have picked up the trick dice. Oh, a flat surface as well. No. Two twos. <laughs> what? It's not meant to be. 
Yeah, so I miss and I'm wide open. All right. Um, you start swarming him and overpowering uh, Melion as it realizes just, just, you know, it's not outclassed, but it is outgunned. Um, it breaks away from the group and uh, slams its tendrils and claws into the ground and starts shifting the geometry of the place. The wall, ceiling, and floor, and even that mist start um, undulating and uh, throbbing. Like the mist itself even spikes out into, into geodes and closes. And he starts shifting around the stone, uh, moving around it uh, to give himself some freedom from you guys getting too close. He has activated his own move, Dodge, which lets him be supernaturally evasive. Um, if you want to get him, you're going to have to describe how you will catch and hold him to pop him. So it's just, however you flavor your attack, make sure it involves a way to catch him. Okay. He's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it didn't work for you. You hear the sounds of combat above. Hello. <laughs> It sounds like that ring up above. Yeah, um... I want to go help. Because it sounds... Jump into the darkness? Yeah. Alright. Uh, as you're coming into land, like, because you're all air-aspected and whatnot, uh, this tableau is before you. A tessellating nightmare corpse dungeon. Can I uh, angle myself... Uh, with the moving of the things to land on this guy. You want to land on Melion? Yeah. What do you want to do when you land on Melion? Uh, when I land on him, I want to... Um, actually, one second. Let me take a look at my weapons here. Different ones have different effects. You want me to pause for you? Yes, please. Sure. We can do that. Okay, we are back. So, what do you do? Um... As I'm falling down, I'm going to use my flying guillotine to anchor myself into the wall. Um, and I'm going to use 49 empty palm techniques technique uh, for reach subject and violence, uh, but specifically trying to knock him into this guy's dudes. Into the into the mob of angry war ghosts? Yes. Alright, so you have a, a, a chain hook. Anchor into the ceiling and swing your way in, and then let off a basically a key blast of air from your hand. Yes, I'm air acid. A maelstrom of chi. Precisely. Awesome. Reach out through violence. Um. So let's just. Oh, oh wait, actually, six seven nine. eight nine ten because of my uh, fucking plus one body. Nice. Nice. 10 plus, you deal damage to a target, and you can activate your weapon flourish. Also, this uh, 49 empty palm techniques gives all my attacks uh, potent, which just means I can add my body to it, and also forceful. Uh-oh. So, a couple things are going to happen. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I see. First thing, forceful means I get to roll a d6. Uh, on a 4 to 6, they gain the reeling tag. And it knocks him on his feet. I got a 5, so that succeeded. Oh, no. So they reeling. Reeling. Disabled until they pick themselves up. Also, um... Oh, my empty hand flourish is already reeling, so... Oh my god, you double reeling, Tim. <laughs> Alright, oh, it looks like... It looks like in this instance, air beats earth. 
as uh, yeah, a maelstrom of the life-affirming uh, essence of creation knocks this specter lord on uh, out of the ground he's entrenched himself in into the waiting arms of your mob, full of weapons and vengeance in their eyes, Sp- brimming with spite. Uh, how much damage do you do? Oh, you do damage. Sorry, I completely forgot about the damage part of attacking. Um, I do two damage. He will spend his one armor uh, as the shale of fossilized flesh and rock breaches off as he falls into your group and loses his evasiveness. So, yeah, boop. you do. I used the Angel Petal Knight for uh, Neleon. Cool. They're brutal. Mm. All right. Uh, I guess that moves on to Orchid. Okay, Orchid's kind of on the ground, kind of rubbing his throat where he was strangled, big monster that he is. Uh, He coughs up some very congealed blood, and then takes his jar and pours water over it. And uh, roots start to flow through the, you know, cracked earth until petrified petrified trees start to erupt around uh, Million covered in black, acidic, poisonous fruits. Stuff that he feeds his uh, entire gang in small amounts until they're immune to it. And yeah, they just try to pierce through million. Ah, yes. The, yeah, as trees uh, breach through soil and hold it to its will, uh, you start tearing through million. What are you doing for this? What is this? This is uh, Rich Heaven Through Violence. Do it! Just trying to impale him with poisonous fruits. He looks incoherent at the moment from the uh, the knockout he just got. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight, nine, and what's my body? Is it at least plus one? It's negative one. Yeah, so I got an eight. So I get damage in return, but I do three damage to him. That's substantial. Let me just look. My entire thing is knocking people prone, Devin. Oh my god, you're an actual dragonblood. Everyone is visibly prone. (laughs) Oh shit, right. When I fail because of what I took, that beast thing, uh, I suffer like curse things that happen. Oh shit. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, it can can happen later, I think. It's just, (laughs) when you you fail any roll, it fucks with you because your curse is... Interesting. Yeah. Alright. Full of curses. Um, yeah, you get into an actual, like, you start pouring the, uh, the, the, the plants start tearing into Melian as he, like, opens up more of his form. He, it looks like there's, there's more of his spectral, specter essence on the inside of his frame that he's currently allowing to poke out right now. Mm-hmm. So as his, like, ribcage unhinges, his jaw opens up, his back and spine split, and the individual vertebrae spin like threaded screws and open up. More of him compacts out. Extra sets of arms and another head. Uh, a second body, like a lower body centaur, like pours out of his back uh, on like hooved feet. Uh, oxen, almost. And uh, he's thrashing and hitting, and hitting just everyone around you like your gang. Uh, you and your gang suffer for... Oh, I'm, I'm down then. Yeah, down. Or we'll deal with that in a moment. Oh, wait, is it armor piercing? I'm going to say it's not right now because of how desperate it is. It's not focused enough. Okay, I'm going to activate uh, my armor then to, uh, you know, shield everyone. Yeah, so a lot of your gang members are soaked in their equipment. Like, you're able to take the equipment. Some are not as lucky, but it's a thrashing nightmare. Nicole, or... Burrell. Burrell. I also took one less damage last time because I take minus one from all... all oh, yeah! yeah. Okay. fine. 
ultra that right now. But... Okay, um, so it's my turn, you mean, or? Yeah, it's your okay. go, your action. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I took damage. I'm like, I'm not near them, though. <laughs> no, he's not a group. Okay. I think I might basically do the same thing. Alright, right, we're back. So, what are you doing, Burrell? <laughs> I'm going to, uh, as I swing, I'm going to disengage my flying guillotine, uh, wrap it around one of those branches as I'm going through, uh, and use my feet to air kick him into right. the people again. A gout of pure, smooth air essence shreds into the stonework, supernaturally weathering him as water and air rip down mountains and turn them into only hills. Ah, another 10 plus. Nice. Good lord. So How much damage do you do? I do two damage. Okay, he's down to two. Also, let's see if he gets reeling. Oh, Actually, he gets it anyways because I have the reeling flourish, so I don't even have to roll. Unless you can actually be double reeled, but I don't think you can. Just roll it. Just roll it. It would have got it anyways, even if it wasn't the flourish. What does reeling do? Prone. Oh. Not too prone. Yeah, uh, basically, you're momentarily disabled uh, or disoriented by pain, shock, or otherwise. You a reeling NPC cannot deal damage, yeah. and any other actions they take are far less. But he couldn't have damaged those people last turn. That was he a did a thing to allow him to do it. Okay, fair enough. But uh, and also, yeah, any other actions they take are far less effective. Yeah. It real wears off after a few moments, though. Orchid. Okay. Um, the, your air aspect ally comes in and starts just tearing into this thing from a distance. Uh, Melion is being pulled apart. You can see, like, more of it unfold. Like, avalanches of fossilized parts and equipment. You see hands with swords and weaponry pour out. And, like, the remains of animals and uh, structures basically interwoven into its the fabric of its being pour out. Almost like an idea that's been unspooled. Hmm. Okay, I don't have ranged, so... Uh, would you mind pausing, actually? Yeah, sure, we can pause. Alright, we're back. What do you do? So with Million uh, like kind of held down in place in the middle of a mob, um, Orchid uses his hulking arms and picks up the sarcophagi that's nearby. There it yeah. is. And throws it all the way across the room on top of him. There it is. And that is a might roll. A might roll. And this is um, I'm pushing this, so no modifiers apparently. All right, roll night. That's a ten. Thank fuck. All right, is this uh, what kind of roll is this? Might? So is that like overcome? Um, or is it just a flat roll called might? I'm not. It's a ability called might. I'm sorry. Oh, might. Here we are. <coughs> oh yeah, you can choose the options that happen below. Oh wow, yeah, might. Yeah. So I'm gonna choose. Choose any or all of the options below. Your target stops moving kind of until they escape your grasp. Your target takes one, one AP damage. Reeling, crippled. <laughs> he's visibly prone again. I'm going to choose all of the options. So he's crippled, um, takes one damage, is reeling, and stops moving. because How is he crippled? He's crippled. 
Uh, I probably crushed several of his limbs underneath the sarcophagi. That his mobility limbs? Yeah, so now he's pinned underneath it. Alright, you crush him down and as it's he's writhing underneath, like unhinging his jaw into more skulls and jaws. Like a like a fractal zombie. Bifurcating man. Hmm. Burrell. What do you do? So he's been crushed by the yeah, sarcophagi? He, he currently cannot move. Is it still on the sarcophagi? Uh, was it attached, or no. was it... Oh, then no. Do you want it to be? I can't put him in there. You want to just fold him in and start rattling him around? I want to, like, it might trap him if it's his sarcophagi. It might be, like, a thing where he can't get out. Or we could just kill him on the Yeah, spot. we can just kill him, but... All right. Bury him in the ground so he can come back as Skarmelion. So he's trapped underneath of a thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to... Um, land on top of it heavily and use my flying guillotine to guillotine his head off. Reach out through violence? Yes. Reach out through violence. We love violence. And again. Nice. <laughs> so. That will be the end of Melion, the Earth Nephrak. <laughs> uh, you come down with a torrent of elemental energy as he's pinned and crushed under his own sarcophagi. And for a moment, the, the many faces of Melian kind of like fold over each other, almost like one of those um, paper fortune tellers you have. For a moment, it all folds together, and he just closes his eyes and just says, as it's coming down, it doesn't matter. And dead. As you, uh, you extinguish him. Yeah, serene-like for the monster he is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Dead. His shattered body is strewn around the area. Any signs of loot? You guys were hauling out of here, remember? Yeah, it's all in one corner. Oh, on the okay. tables. Yeah, he was stealing already. That's how this fight started. I didn't hear that part. A, uh, a, a ill wind blows through the catacombs from that quarter he came out at as bits and pieces of him are basically rusting and turning to dust and breaking down and just being blown into the corridor away. Almost like a reverse breeze. Like the effect would be if someone uh, if someone was blowing like like dust and wood chips out of like a leaf blower or a vacuum and then ran it in reverse. It looks unnatural. Hmm. Or something like an effect you see in uh, the old Sam Raimi Evil Dead movies. Like it's it's a weird camera effect where they play with the the the, the, the pacing of the clock in the camera. The frame. Yeah, the frame rates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a weird backwards frame rate effect. Does anything of him remain? A, a broadsword. Like not a diclave, not a uh, not, not a straight sword, but an old barbaric looking broadsword, uh, pitted and scarred, made of bronze. And, uh, just covered in rust. Something that may be of use to you. Does it look like I could sell it? Like, it doesn't look like a very good weapon to picture as well. Um, I could probably clean it up. After we do so, it might fall apart because it's so old, or it might be nice underneath. You never know. We'll take it regardless. A trophy. 
a trophy to put in your base hmm. to inspire your men. Is there a thing where if you get a cool thing, your men are inspired? Actually, yes. Uh, once a session, once you get your hands on some seriously good food, liquor, clothing, jewelry, or other loot for your gang, you get one plus one boss. This would count. Cool. Melian sword. Hmm. Which he didn't I'm... use in the fight, but it's still his. Hmm. I think I'm at plus three already, but it still works. <laughs> the gang is happy. Hmm. They're, uh, they're cheering you on. They're continuing to loot this place. And you pretty much can clear out. Hmm. I think we could end it there. You yep. have you have fumigated this entrance to the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Over time, it'll probably rot and withdraw away from the land of the shadow from the shadowlands. I will leave as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, because this this is a nightmare. I do not like being down here, but that was a really good fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was. It was really fun. So, let's move on then to the end of session, uh, section. So, <clears throat> all your power dice are discarded. I get rid of my, any of my break dice, which we haven't done just yet. But I, I think... also should really use the power dice. I've never used them. You want to use power dice. It's right? so fun. But I'm always, I'm, I'm always the type of person who, like, hoards things for later, and then it turns out the game's over and I have 50 million whatevers. And... Everyone's like that. Yeah. All right, everyone mark experience. And now we go down the question list for the end of session move. Do you know how much XP we should have? No, why? I'm not sure. I think I have four right now. Well, it's not important what the total is. We're just doing the end of session, but then we can figure out afterwards. Okay. So, here we go. As a group, let's figure this out. Did we fail in some regard? Uh, Unless Um, we count dice-wise. No. No. We kicked ass. Did we expose ourselves to danger, cost, or retribution through our actions? You did fuck with a Nefrak. Yeah. So much. And you almost got fucked by that. Yes. This one is the one I'm a little dicey on. Did we progress our story in a meaningful way? Uh, I I don't know if it's meaningful. We recovered the parts for that lady, what she wanted. Um, And what did she say she would give us? Well, you haven't haven't recovered it to her just yet. Yeah, Mm. that's fair. And the Nefrak itself might not have been a problem. It might have. It's unclear. I don't know how pressing it was to your concept of make Ten Gods Mountain better. This was more of prevent Ten Gods Mountain from getting bad in in a somewhat future. Mm -hmm. I think it's just the two for this session. That's all right with you guys. Yeah. All right. Well, then we will wrap this episode. I was Devin, the referee. Nicole. Kevin. And this is sponsored by Nobody. Signing off.